Hi, this is Michelle Sarna. Welcome to the 13th installment of Teshuva Return and Reboot, our daily podcast where we reflect on evidence-based strategies inspired by our tradition to return to our best selves and to renew our capacity to grow and change. I'm Michelle Sarna, a licensed psychologist, and it is my privilege to join you on this journey. Today, I wanted to reflect on a theme in the process of Teshuva that might not seem as readily obvious, but I think is one that is definitely salient and pertinent. And that is thinking about the losses in our lives. I think as we're reflecting on returning to our best selves and thinking about who we want to be and who has influenced us in our life to be our best selves, especially after the year and a half of COVID with a lot of loss in our community, it is natural to turn to those in our lives that are no longer with us. Plus, on Yom Kippur, it is one of the four times throughout the year where we recite the Yiskor service in honor and in memory of those that we have lost. I wanted to look at the psychology of grieving to explore how grieving a loss can be both deeply solitary and isolating and can also be an opportunity to bring community around us in a way that helps us grow and find meaning. Elizabeth Kubler-Ross was a psychiatrist who wrote a famous work on the five stages of grief titled On Death and Dying in 1969. For many years, her research on the grieving process was thought to set up what people could expect through the various stages of grieving process. And those stages included denying that the loss had happened, anger about the loss, bargaining to take back that loss, and depression, and finally acceptance. Now, after many years of research, we've realized that people do not usually progress through these stages in a chronological or organized way. And in fact, people tend to go back and forth and many people don't even experience all of these stages. And it seems that Dr. Kubler-Ross herself was aware of this as well. And also there was another therapist whose name was David Kessler, who added a sixth stage. David Kessler had studied the process of grief and grieving and himself had experienced different types of grief in his own life. And in his book, Finding Meaning, he added a sixth stage. And that is the stage of finding meaning. And he posited that finding meaning in one's loss, which can be a long and painful process, is a way that can transform grief into a more peaceful and hopeful experience. And he teaches other therapists how to help guide people through this process. It is very important to note that any expert who studies grief really reaffirms that people that are grieving need to be honored and respected for the unique process and time frame that it takes them in their grieving. And it is helpful to honor the person that is grieving and it is helpful to 
ask them questions in a way that is respectful and follows their lead and help them share about their loss. And it is also helpful to help them um, honor that loss in tangible ways. It is very important not to impose on the griever a timeline or a series or set of stages. It is really important to respect that each person's grieving process for each unique loss will be navigated very differently and that it is the dignity of that person to have their own journey of grief. Yesterday, my family and I had a very meaningful encounter with a 97-year-old man that we encountered in the barber shop. My kids like to get their hair cut in the five towns near where my parents live by a barber whose name is Ruben. And as in many communities, the barber shop often serves as a community center. And it happened to be that we drove out from Manhattan to see family and we did a quick stop before the Chagim at Ruben's. And Baruch Hashem, we had a lot of haircuts to take place. So we were there for quite a while. And while we were there, an elderly man comes in, hobbling on a cane. His body is obviously frail, but his mind and his words are sharp as a whip. And Reuben clearly knows him. He welcomes him in. And Reuben um, introduces him respectfully to the packed barbershop audience as being a Holocaust survivor who deserves everybody's respect because of his deep and profound loss and because of his commitment to rebuilding and honoring the memory of those that were lost by speaking about it and also by building two rooms in his personal family home dedicated dedicated to Holocaust Memorial. So we ended up speaking to him for a little bit, and as we were about to leave, we said goodbye, and he asked us for a ride home. And in the car, he shared with us that he had numbers that had been tattooed on his arms, and he showed us a scar where they had been that was now stitched up. He shared with us stories about his loss, which were too familiar to me as the granddaughter of Holocaust survivors. And then when we pulled up to the house, he did something quite surprising. He insisted that my husband tell him his name and hold his hand, and he put his arms and his hands on top of my husband's head and started giving a bracha and a blessing to everybody in our family and reciting the Shema and blessing us with long life and with nachat. And he started weeping and crying, and he was so moved to see Jewish people continuing to have children, to learn Torah, to be committed to Jewish community. And it was so powerful to see this 97-year-old man who could simultaneously weep about the loss of 91 people in his family in the Holocaust and also be so grateful and present and attuned to the tremendous gift of Jewish life that was blossoming around him. 
And I felt in that moment, it was kind of the intersection of the different stages of grief that Elizabeth Kubler-Ross described and that David Kessler added to, which is feeling anger and feeling tremendous, a sense of depression or loss, and also finding meaning and being able to look at the world afresh with particular gratitude and presence and appreciation. It was particularly meaningful for me at that moment because what had seemed like a pretty mundane Chodesh Elul trip to the barber shop before school ended up becoming a song of gratitude to HaKadosh Baruch Hu that we are approaching the Chagim with our family, that we are able to celebrate the Chagim in health and in Jewish communities that are prospering and that are allowed to celebrate and pray together. So I pray that all of us can be attuned to the gratitude that we should feel and the meaning that we can find both in the bounty we have in our lives and also in the loss, and everybody at their own individual pace with the dignity and respect that they deserve. Have a meaningful day.